Welcome to Beacon Baptist Church of Lexington, South Carolina. We trust today's podcast will be a blessing to you. I want to uh, I want to get into a, a little bit of a study, and uh, uh, I don't know how deep I'll be able to get into it uh, with you, but uh, I'm over in the book of Numbers, and uh, I'm going to be looking at the uh, uh, 13th uh, chapter of the book of Numbers, and uh, uh, I like I like this book because of what. Uh, it is about what God is presenting to the children of Israel. But uh, uh, do I need to go up more? You hear fine? No? Hey, preacher, uh, you remember me, don't you? I think you do. <laughs> we'll talk later, amen. But uh, can he hear all right? Huh? So... I understand. I, I'll try to talk louder. I talk pretty loud anyway, but uh, uh, that's the way preachers are, aren't we? Uh, but anyway, I, wa I want to give you a, a brief study of what we're going to get into. And, uh, and that is, uh, let me just start uh, with an intro. We're going to look uh, at uh, the giants, okay? And I want to give you a little update about the, the giants and what it all means and everything like that. Uh, the Valley of Hinnon, which uh, we know as Gehenna, okay, uh, the Valley of Hinnon is first mentioned in the Hebrew Bible as part of the border between the tribes of Judah and Benjamin, okay? And uh, if you want to look at that later, that's in Joshua 15 and verse uh, number 8. During the late first temple period, it was the site of Tophet. That's T-O-P-H-E-T, where some of the kings of uh, Judah had been sacrificing their children in the fire. You know, that's almost incomprehensible to me. But that's the way they were doing it back then. And let me say... Uh, God gives his displeasure in the book of Jeremiah. Yes, sir. Uh, w they were not supposed to do it. As far as I know, preacher, nobody does that now. I, I might be wrong in that. You know, some of the African tribes, are, it, it might go on. I hope it doesn't. But anyway, thereafter, it was cursed by the biblical prophet, as I mentioned, Jeremiah 19, uh, verse 2 uh, through 6. And later, Jewish rabbinic literature, Gehenna became associated with divine punishment uh, in the Jewish apocalypse uh, as the destination of the wicked. Rightly, rightly so. I, I, I've learned something. I don't know if you might know this, but our son uh, lives in Colorado and has lived in Colorado for a long time. Do you know that that state 
is the head of witches. Now, I'm telling you, that makes me shudder. But a preacher friend of mine, not far from where we live, uh, uh, I, go, I go over there and get chicken eggs. Uh, boy, he's got some big chicken eggs, I'm telling you. <laughs> I didn't know, but you can get blue and green. How many of you knew that? Boy, I'm telling you, smarter than I am. Uh, old gentleman in uh, his church said, uh, would you like some green eggs? I said, you, you're crazy, aren't you? You pulling my leg? He said, no, no. He said, I'll bring you some. So I went back and uh, sure enough, preacher, green eggs. And since I've got blue eggs, but I learned something. I'm always saying, I don't mind learning. You know, the chicken leg of the livable hen that is dark in color is the one that produces the green and blue eggs. I never knew that. I never knew that. But now I don't go to him and say, I just want your blue and green eggs, you know. <laughs> I don't do that. But every once in a while I get them, and I'm telling you, they are delicious. Delicious. Well, anyway, that was just a little trivia. Here we go. Giants are mentioned 13 times in the Bible. Now, we all know that the number 13 is symbolic of rebellion and lawlessness. Nimrod, the mighty hunter, uh, in Genesis uh, 10, 9, before the Lord, uh, now note this, meaning he tried to take the place of God. Now, Ham, who is the 13th in Ham's line, represents all the governments uh, created men and inspired by Satan in outright rebellion against God. Now, I don't have to tell you, uh, remember the Tower of Babel and God went down to look at it and he saw what was going on, confounded the languages and uh, literally destroyed it and they went on. Okay, here we are as we study the Bible and it seems like I've heard a lot of this uh, lately. Who were the Anakims? Who were they? Or the Anakites? You know, the Ites. You go through, there's a lot of Ites in the Bible. Well, the Anakims were a formidable race of giants. Warlike people who occupied the lands of southern Israel near Hebron before the arrival of the Israelites. Now that's important because where I'm going to go over here in Numbers chapter number 13. So what I'm trying to do is give you a little bit of history because of what is going to take place with the children of Israel. The Anakim's ancestry has been traced back to Anak. That's A-N-A-K. The son of Arba, who was at the time regarded at the, as the greatest man among uh, the Anakims. Remember going through your Bible and reading? There was that bed that was 13 and a half feet long. 
Remember that? Well, that doesn't mean he was 6'2". It just doesn't. Common sense is going to tell you he was one big dude. I don't know how, how tall your ceilings are. Are they 10 foot? Probably. That means he'd go right through one of those tiles right there. Uh, you should have got him to fix your uh, ceiling. You know, it would have been much easier. But anyway, the name Anakin most likely means long-necked people. Now, when I was in India, okay, uh, they asked us uh, if we wanted to go to the long-necked ring people. So we said, yeah, I'd heard about them. And uh, uh, so anyway, we went down uh, earthen stairs, and that baby likes to jump, doesn't he? <laughs> but uh, he's not bothering me, by the way. Uh, I like to see him work. Matter of fact, we are going to be great grandparents. Great. A baby girl is coming in November. Hallelujah. You think I'm going to spoil that little girl? Uh, oh, yeah. Diane said, we're going to have a clock and put a timer on it. I said, no, don't give that thing to me. Uh, I'm going to hold that baby and fight everybody off. Uh, but anyway, I went there and they put rings. These women put rings on their neck. And as their neck is stretched, they keep doing it. Uh, you think I'm kidding you? Go to National Geographic. Uh, that's how one of the members found out about it. And I saw a lady in the village. Her neck had rings that much on it. All the way up. Now, my brother-in-law is a doctor. And he told me he, knew, he knows about it. He said, once they do that, they can never take them off because they said the head would just fall over. But not only does the women do it, they do it to their little girls. They do. I thought, how cruel. But they're noted as the ring-necked people. Well, as we see here, uh, uh, it uh, was uh, mentioned here, the Anakins uh, uh, literally mean long-necked uh, uh, and tall. Long-necked and tall. Uh, the Hebrews uh, thought them to be descendants of the Nephilims. The Nephilims. There's two groups that are mentioned in the Bible. The Anakins and the Nephilims. The Nephilims uh, are mentioned first. They were a powerful race who dominated the pre-flood world. The pre-flood world. Well, we all know what happened to them. The Israelites were exhorted by Moses not to fear the Anakins. But they refused to trust God's promise. You know, we would learn well and I'm including myself, if we would just trust God and believe Him at His Word. He's always faithful. Always. We find that during the, the conquest of Canaan, 
Joshua expelled the Anakins from the hill country, and then we all know that one who was 85 years old, who can tell me who that one was? Caleb. Caleb. That's our grandson's name out in California, Caleb. He finally drove them out of Hebron completely. However, a small remnant found refuge in the cities, and I'll mention these, these and you'll know exactly. Um, Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod. Remember what happened when they put the Ark of the Covenant in where Ashdod was? The next morning, they got up and went to look into Ashdod, and Ashdod's head was cut right off, and he was laying. You can't say face on the ground because his head was gone, but he was laying flat on the ground. They sat him back up. Doesn't say in the Bible whether they stuck his head back on, uh, but there he was. They came in the next morning, and his hands were cut right off, and there he was flat on the ground again. I don't believe God wants anybody impersonating him. Amen. 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 Uh, they, they took the Ark of the Covenant out from Ashdod because I believe if they had left him, God would have smashed him to smithereens that night. Amen. We've got a God that is a, listen to me now, he is a jealous God, don't put anyone before him. Right. That's right. Amen. You put your boat before him, that's an idol. God doesn't like that. Right. You put your vehicles, anything you want, uh, 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 PTI or whatever that, uh, them, some of them law shows are, oh, I got it, and CIS. I like NCIS, but it doesn't dominate me for Wednesday night service because I want to keep watching it, and if I watched it on Wednesday night, the TV would go to plunk. Amen? I'm just telling you, God is a jealous God. Amen? Matter of fact, I'm jealous of my wife. She's getting prettier every day. Next month will be 53 years for us. 53. Uh, well, let me go on. She tells me if I say too much, she's going to get me afterwards, so I'm going to go on. Well, we see that small remnant. Many Bible scholars speculate that the Anakim's descendants were the Philistine giants David encountered. David said, is there not a cause? Sure. Bible said he was just a ruddy lad. Huh? I really don't know what ruddy means. Some say he had red hair. I don't think that makes him ruddy. Uh, but he was fearless wasn't he, preacher? Well, they say that of that encounter, it included Goliath of Gath. Right. Now, I believe you know this, but I'm getting old, so I repeat myself. Uh, remember, David picked up five stones. 
Remember, he took that one stone. Now, remember, he was a shepherd. So he fought off the wolves and things like that. Matter of fact, he tells us later uh, about what he killed, uh, the bear and, the, and the, the lion and all that. Well, he was a marksman, marksman. Any of you in here in the military? Huh? Couple of you? Three, four, five, uh, 17, 22. Uh, uh. But anyway, uh, they taught us with the rifle how to be marksmen, okay? Well, David was a marksman with a sling and a stone. And uh, so remember what Saul done, he put his armor on him and, and David said, uh, uh, this has not been proved. So he took it all off and he went out that day when Goliath come out and said, you come out after me as a dog? He said, I come after you in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So God, you always want God in your battle. Amen. So he wound that thing up and slung it. And the Bible says that it sunk into his forehead and he went forward. Now, I don't know about you, but normally when something hits you with the force of that stone, you go backward. Now, this is just psychology, okay? I believe God come up and smacked him right in the back of the head. And when he, God, smacks you in the back of the head, you're not going backwards, but you're going forward. And he went right down to the ground. I believe he was nine foot six, so he would have really spread out in this aisleway and David ran and got his sword and whoop, cut his head right off. And then all the brave uh, Israelites, including uh, David's brothers, went after him. Well, okay. I, I just might get a little carried away here, but I'm going to go to chapter number 13 of the book of Numbers. Preacher, I think that the clock stopped for some reason. It's not working. Not a, but, but anyway, well, here we are. The Valley of Hinnon. Now, I've got this entitled, Excitement, Excitement. We were excited to go out to California. But you know, sometimes excitement turns to fear. I'm going to stay on time, preacher. Okay? We see the Valley of Hinnon or Gehenna is first mentioned uh, as we look here uh, uh, at that. And we, we mentioned all, uh, all of that. We mentioned... Uh, uh, the time, uh, and I'll get uh, right to it. Excitement turns to fear. We don't have time to read Numbers chapter number 13, but I will say this at the start. The Lord spake to Moses, saying, Send thou men, that they may search the land of Canaan, 
which I give unto the children of Israel, of every tribe of their father shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Paran. All those men were heads of the children of Israel. And then it gives from verse number 4 all the way down uh, past uh, verse number 15. Now, I want you to see in verse number uh, 18, he, Moses says, see the land. What it is, and it begins by explaining what all he wants them to do. Now, I just want to give this because I've often said, boy, I sure would like to have lived back in that time. I wish I could have been a, a Jew and big, be among one of the tribes. I think I would have picked the tribe of Judah. I like Judah, and, uh, uh, but uh, of all those tribes. But I want you to think with me here this morning of every tribe, a ruler, chief among their people. Now, the question is, <clears throat> would you have liked to go on? Hmm? Would you, you wouldn't have had to raise your hand because there was already chosen among the tribes. It, it tells the names from that verse that I mentioned from verse uh, number four. It says, these were the names of the tribes of Reuben. Who wants to be Reuben? Anybody want to be Reuben? You want me to pick Reuben? Huh? You're Reuben. Okay. Just for illustration. Your name now is Shamu, the son of Zachir. When, God, when Moses said, I want all the rulers of all the tribes, you would have immediately got up because you were the ruler. And it goes on down through the uh, tribes. You wouldn't hesitate. You wouldn't say, well, I don't feel like it this morning. No, there isn't none of that stuff. Huh? You was up. Wifey didn't pack you a bag or nothing like that. Uh, you were going to eat off the land. You know, they taught that uh, to us in the Marines. We went to staging battalion before I went to Nam. We had to learn to go out and eat off the land. I hated killing that little bunny, but I was hungry. <laughs> huh? We roasted it and everything. Uh, we learned to eat off the, the uh, fruit of the ground. We also learned what to say in case we become a POW. And for me, it was private first class, Larry Irvin Steichleather, 238-2281. It said, Private, we want to know your name. Private Larry I. Steichleather, <laughs> company so-and-so, 238-2281. You know, we already knew they were going to get tired of that, and they did. I never was a POW, but I've heard. Anyway, 
as God has began. The children of Israel have been gone from Egypt two years at this point. Two years. God has brought them from Sinai to Kadesh Barnea. Some 20 stops over a period of 10.5 to 11 months. God has continually shown them, despite their murmuring, Paul, I'm telling you, I wanted to preach about the grace of God this, this morning, but I didn't. God led me here. But some 10 times, the children of Israel in the journey murmured. Don't raise your hands, but are you a murmurer? Huh? You murmur because things are not the way you would like? Huh? Now, don't bow your heads. It's not time to pray yet. Huh? Murmured. Ten times. You know, I believe that's associated with the fact that God ten times brought plagues upon the children of Egypt. Ten times. God does not like murmuring. We're not going to always get our way. Mom died when I was young and Grandma raised me. She was 69 when I first knew her age and I was still a little tyke. But I always thought if I whined that Grandma, because she loved little Larry, I had curls everywhere. Huh? I was cute as a button. Died, I wish she had some of She could have showed you. In my first grade, Grandma gave me a cowboy shirt. Remember back then, they gave you a comb? And they said, now, uh, go comb your hair. Grandma reminded me, she said, now you're getting your picture. Remember, comb your hair. I had curls going everywhere. I needed a pick rather than a comb. We got our picture back. I've got it up on the board back home. And Grandma saw that picture with the cowboy uh, shirt on. And she said, you didn't comb your hair. I was innocent. I did. Them curls were going everywhere. Diana will tell you, she's got a picture of me when I come out of the Marines. I had an afro and a beard. I went and got one of them black picks because I knew you couldn't do it with a comb. Huh? Went down and I worked with building motorcycles before I went in. Bought me a Harley Sportster. Huh? I got a, a, an American helmet and fitted her with a rebel one. We had a king, uh, queen's uh, seat on that thing, and I was like, kiss. I rolled it out of the, uh, the trailer park because you know how Harley sounded. But she could hear me screaming down 40 as I wound her out. Amen. What we see here as we look in uh, this, uh, that uh, the, this number 10, 10 times they murmured. 
the number 10 is made up of two. The number four, which represents physical creation, and then the number six, which symbolizes man. You want to know what your number is? It's six. 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 Remember when the Antichrist gets here, it's going to be six, six, six. I never wanted anything to do with that. Nothing. I didn't want a license plate with that number on there. If I found out on the barcode had that, I didn't want it. Well, we see that as such, the meaning of 10 is one of testimony, law, responsibility, and the completeness of order. Now we come to taking the next step of faith. We find out that there was the guidance with instructions for service. In the Marines, I learned they only had to tell me once. Just one time was enough. Uh, and I followed completely. Do you know, was there any Navy people in here? Any Navy? Good. Good. Because I'm about to tell you, when I was in the infantry training at Camp Pendleton, they said, uh, because the Marines are a department of the Navy, you know that. So they said, we've got an unprecedented uh, of happening that is going on. Now, we know you've been through boot camp, you're at infantry training uh, and all, but they are needing some Navy people. And if you would like to become a Navy man, a sailor, you just step forward. So there was about 10 of us step forward. I was one of them. I stepped forward. You know, with my heel, like they said, the rest of you are dismissed. They said, men, you want to join the Navy? Sir, yes, sir. They began to beat the fire out of us. They said, you want to be a stinking Navy guy? You are a Marine. Don't ever forget you're a Marine. From that point on, I never volunteered. I knew I was a Marine. That was it. That's why I don't like Navy guys. And I've got a, our president was a Navy guy. Boy, I got him once. I, I got to tell you this. He was a hardcore Navy guy. And I said, I said, preacher, did you get a Navy tattoo? He said, puke, no, I didn't get no Navy tattoo. I said, well, I got a Marine bulldog, and I started to raise my shirt up like that, preacher, and he liked to fell out. I didn't, by the way. Okay. Here are some instructions. See the land. Search the land. Study the land. See what the strength of the people are. See, that's what soldiers do. Look at the strongholds of their city. Diane, reach behind her and get that jug of whatever she's got in it. Uh, 
right there, it looks pretty good. He said, do they dwell in tents? Do they dwell in walled cities? Look at the source of food and provisions. Is the land fat or lean? Remember, God said, I'm sending you to a land that is a land that is flowing with milk and honey. God was just giving them a taste of what Canaan was going to be for them. And then secure some fruits of the land. You know what that was. They brought back a cluster of grapes that was carried by two men on a pole. Now, I've heard so many sermons preached on that. One guy said, I believe the grapes were so big that you could skin them and put them on your head and go swimming. I don't know if it was like that. I don't think it was. Uh, I don't know about you, but there's two kinds of grapes as far as I know, the purple and the green. Okay? I'm a green one. I love green grapes. Amen? Uh, but anyway, now, it was mentioned by Moses, be of good courage. Okay? They told us when we went to war to be strong. Be strong. And we was. Matter of fact, uh, the old saying for Marines is, is true. Once a Marine, always a Marine. And that's not because we're tough and all that stuff. But uh, we are uh, a Marine. Amen? But most of all, now, I'm in the Lord's Army. Amen? I'm trying to fight the good fight of faith that the Apostle Paul told Timothy just before his head went to the chopping block. You got to be strong. We find that this be of good courage. Now, I'm going to take you quickly to the bringing of the grapes. Remember, when the men came in, how many was there? Twelve. There was twelve. Okay. When they came in, the congregation knew they came in. And so the congregation flowed to where Moses was. And he had them. He said, okay, give a report. Give a report. First of all, they could see that they were carrying grapes. I've entitled this Grapes of Incomparable Blessings. You mean we're going to eat food like that in the land of Canaan? I'm telling you, have you ever wondered what God is going to feed you in heaven? Remember he sent down manna and he said uh, later that was angels' food. Don't say nothing about it. Because God's listening. I don't know what it tastes like. 
I, I, I try to try to think maybe it tastes like oatmeal. I like oatmeal. I like oatmeal with dying slices apples in it, little chunks. She puts raisins in it. I put four packs of sugar in it. And I put almost a fourth of a stick of butter. I want to see it floating. Amen. I love oatmeal. I kind of think that maybe manna is like oatmeal. Amen. Uh, Diane uses that other kind of sugar and them green packs. What, what is it called? That, huh? What's a stevia? I don't know. I'm scared of a stevia. I don't know what my, my blood would do with a stevia in oatmeal. Uh, just doesn't sound right. Well, here comes the report of the spies. Now look in verse number 23, and we only got about five minutes, and I'll finish up. And they came into the brook Eskal and cut down from hence a branch with one cluster of grapes. They buried between two upon the sap. They brought it of the pomegranates and of the figs. And the uh, place was called the brook of Eskal because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from hence. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. You ought to study that 40 days in the Bible. There's quite a bit of that. They went on, and uh, uh, in verse number 26, they came to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation, uh, uh, and they started talking, uh, seas of the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh, Kadesh, and they brought back word unto them. Then all the congregation uh, showed uh, them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came into the land, whether thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Now there is, the, in verse number 28, it says... Nevertheless, that is a bad word. It means, however. You know, it's kind of like, well, I'm telling you, my dear brother looks sharp today. He's got a tie that matches his pink shirt. However. However. Huh? That's a bad word. Huh? I wouldn't want you to say, like my wife said, your, your suit has got gray in it. Preacher, has that got gray in it? A little bit. Get over there and sit with my wife. <laughs> she said, that blue tie, don't go with that gray suit. I'm not colorblind. I thought it looked good. Tell me it looks good. <laughs> You're with her, aren't you? Diane, come up and sit right here. Hmm? Nevertheless, however, however, what about my hair? I'm just like that preacher. Look at it. Maybe if I turn around. <laughs> 
I've got a preacher friend of mine that cuts my hair, okay? He just did the last cutting. I thought he put that clip on there and started going, I had to go to Walmart and I looked in the mirror and I said, I come in and I said, he cut it a little close, didn't he? My granddaughter said, Poppy, did you get a haircut? <laughs> One of the ladies behind said, you join in the Marines again? I'm not going to ask you. <laughs> However, we got to close. The next time I come, I'm going to pick up here because it gets really good. Amen. Thank you for making us part of your day. We would love to hear from you. Please find us on Facebook or at our website, bbclexington.com. <laughs>